Hello, people. <laughs> We're talking about work. Hi. Worker. Look, there are for some of us, like me. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. Coming soon. Carol gets a job, and she becomes miserable like Stephanie. I can't wait to be miserable like that, dude. I'm miserable in different kinds of ways. See? It's funny because when sense? I was in high school and, uh, you know, in high school, you're only like legally allowed to work 20 hours a week or whatever. My mm -hmm. dream was like working a 40 hour week. So I'd be like, <laughs> well, when I graduate and I get my job, that's 40 hours a week. I'm going to be so happy because I'm going to have at least $500 a week. Lies, taxes mm -hmm. get, get you before the $500 a week. Um, I'm going to have at least $500 a week. I'm going to buy my own car. I'm not going to have to take the bus anymore. Mm. So those are my thoughts. And today, what happened? What happened with my own fucking car? My fucking neighbor hit it yeah. in my driveway. And my car is fucking busted. So was it worth Dude, it? I got mad me? for you. It wasn't. Stop complaining about taking <sighs> the bus. Okay. <laughs> that was my life in high school complaining that i had to take the bus everywhere because my mom wouldn't drive me places uh -huh. she'd be like you know how to take the bus like go get the bus <laughs> she'd be like i have two jobs i don't have time to drive you around i'd be like mom no she's right <laughs> yeah <laughs> make steph take the bus so she has some ambition for the future they go worked it somehow worked. Uh, well but i know how to navigate the bus and the train system very well When people come over go. to Boston, they're like, oh, my God, I don't know how to how to get places or what to do. I'm like, don't worry, fam. I got you. You take this train <laughs> and you get off here and then you cross the street and you do this. Okay. How's your bus life, Carol? Oh, my. There's no buses where oh. I live. Yeah. I mean, school buses. But I cannot get them those anymore. Unless you want to get caught by so. the police as a pedophile. Yeah, I'm not gambling on that. No. None. No buses. No buses for Carol. Kind of sucks. That's one thing that I thought was super crazy when I moved here from Brazil. Because, you know, Carol's from Sao Paulo, mm -hmm. so her hometown's way bigger than mine. So she knows this way better than I do. But, like, in my hometown, <laughs> Melody's on Chip, you can take a bus, like, anywhere. And I remember when I moved here... Uh, we were thinking about moving to a different town and my mom would always be like oh there's no buses there so how are you gonna get places and i'd be like how how are there no buses there like how does a place survive <laughs> with no buses with no it buses. made no like sense to me yeah but it's real it kind of boggles my mind that there's no subway system here in florida like in florida i mean it's a swamp there's just no way there's ever gonna be any subways I had here never thought i mean there's tons that. of subways restaurants but not i never thought yeah. about that that's crazy oh my god yeah, zero i know right and i mean it just would make so much sense to have subways here you know what i mean like i i would love to ride the subway like you know what i mean because the way orlando is it would be like where you get on the train and you like hop off at like disney right in the middle of the thing yeah you know what i mean that would that would be amazing but no no, you have to just ride an hour anywhere you want to go because everything is, like, so spread out. Now that I think it about it, oh, um, it in Belo Horizonte, uh, the subway system, at least when I moved here, was pretty limited. I think we had, like, maybe five subway stations, and it wasn't, like, mm. popular to take the subway. I remember I took it because 
my school was like right across the street from a subway station mm-hmm. but that was the only place that i ever rode the subway to which in boston bostonians yeah. you know it as the t <laughs> but um yeah bostonians. but yeah but buses you can take a bus everywhere but but so mm-hmm. sao paulo is big on subways right yeah yeah big i mean when i left they were doing like tons of like renovations and adding on to the lines existing lines and i think that i mean i haven't really kept up with it but i think as of today like there's a subway like system underneath like every part of the town it's like huge. i wonder what's like the best like quality wise the best subway system in the world not sao paulo for sure <laughs> yeah anyways not guys York, barely related yeah let me google it <laughs> useful facts with carol and steph best no yeah the more you know <laughs> corner best subway world i could get either a subway restaurant or subway subway athens what athens in greece I think so. That is the last place that I would think for a subway system to be like the best yeah. system in the world. And then Seoul, Stockholm. Oh my God, Stockholm looks badass. I told you this is why I it's, need my Swedish boyfriend to. No, seriously, it's like in a. Me. It's like a cave with a subway system built it's okay, into care. it. Okay, care. When I move to Sweden, you're invited uh-huh. over my house so you can take the subway there. I will definitely go. I'll definitely go. Wow. That's really cool. Now, look at Boston. Yeah. <laughs> the trains are all rickety old. <laughs> <Amazing>. <laughs> Especially the green line. Oh, my God. There's Sometimes I take the green line in Boston. And I don't know if I'm going to come out alive. Because it's all like... <laughs> like those rickety old... Oh yeah, that looks like it was forgotten in the yep. 80s. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. <gasps> That's kind of scary and upsetting. <laughs> it's not I think <laughs> I think New York's subway system is uglier, okay? Uh Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Jeez, it's like the trains have like little faces on yes. them. Like they're all fucking after you. They're watching you. Jesus. Ooh. It's like oh, you know what it reminds me of? Like a um, combi? Yes. Like a VW? Mm-hmm. VW van. Also, you know, also known as the combis as those mm-hmm. Brazilians. I Com- can't remember the last time I rode in a combi. Oh, me neither, dude. Probably when I was they little. They stopped making them. Yeah. They're very vintage here. Like hipsters like them. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, Carol! Sure. We've been talking too long. Let's save the rambling yeah. for the we end. We haven't done that in a while, have we? That we just go on and on in the beginning. I kind of like it. We didn't introduce ourselves. We didn't say what the hell this show is. As far <laughs> as people know, it's just a um, metro living, a subway station, subway, subway station restaurant around the world. Yes. Yeah. So I love it. <laughs> what is this really Anyways. about? Well, this is uh, Suspiria, a true crime podcast. About 10 minutes in the podcast, we finally say what it is. 
Yes. Uh, this is your host, your ghost host. Just kidding. Steph will never get that reference. Why and, not? Uh, oh, because you've never been to Disney. You don't understand. Oh. You don't understand. I feel left out. I've been to Six Flags yeah, yeah. a lot of times, though. <laughs> and there's no haunted mansion in, sex, in in the six flags no is that there, how you say it? there is not there's no haunted i don't yeah. think there's a haunted oh no there is a haunted ride at six i don't know i i skipped those mm-hmm. i go there for the roller coasters like fuck uh, i used to skip haunted mansion but now it's my favorite ride really? it's so cool i love it maybe someday i'll go there carol i want to go to universal yeah me too i haven't been there in like three years i've never been there so yeah, you should totally come. Like, I'll go on every roller coaster with you, and then we'll film it and put it like in stories because it's cool. Donate it's, to my Patreon, nice. guys, so I can buy myself a flight to Florida. Yeah. Patreon.com <laughs> slash places. Anyways, talking about trips and going places, this is actually a good segue. Today, we're talking about uh, the suitcase case the we should just case. call it like the suitcase the suitcase murder the, sur- the, the suitcase, suitcase murder. crime yeah but the suitcase crime sounds fine in portuguese but not in english yeah because that's like. the name of it in- okay the suitcase murder then the suitcase murder yeah yeah not a spoiler not a suitcase that got killed in some kind of parallel universe yeah it's a another person that was killed and put inside of a suitcase suitcases are not sentient beings so they cannot Mm -hmm. be murdered so Mm, yeah so first off uh want to credit uh the two main sources that i got uh, the the two most complete sources that i found for this uh case was some paulo and chiga who did like a cool video series on um not like a they have like tons of like archives and stuff of um like newscasts and stuff on not from the time this was uh done but like throughout the several anniversaries mm-hmm. that the murder had and they have like a cool archive of you know all that and uh Linha Direta, yes. which we always use as a reference because it's really good and complete yes. so yeah this is the two main um Places that I took all this information from, and Wikipedia, of course, for names and dates in a more um, linear timeline, which I based on this. Even though it's not linear, you guys are gonna see. Anyways, so as always, I'm waving my arm all around, and my chair is like cranking. So if you guys hear anything like that, uh, I apologize. Can you feel her arms waving around though? I feel like we should like, um, you know, those uh, sex toys that you can like sing to the porn videos. <laughs> we should like get one of those you know those um those things you they have like can use car loss like the uh, yeah the 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 oh my god oh my god oh my god things that wobble around the arms floating guy no it's not a floating guy fuck i don't remember the name of it you guys know what i'm talking about we should get one of those that sings to like my arm movements and you can listen to the podcast and see the little thing like moving their arms all around because exactly what what i look like when i'm talking yes so yeah which is weird because usually my arms don't translate into English. That's a great phrase, right? My arms don't translate into English. I do you know what I mean? Yeah, like no. I speak with my arms a lot more when Portuguese, in Portuguese, yeah. but for some reason when I'm doing this podcast, just because you can't see my arms. 
Anyways, guys, I'm sorry for the rambling. Yes. I guess this is like an ode to the old times. You know what I mean? Where we used to just ramble for like 20 minutes before the thing started. <laughs> yes. So, in October 7th, 1928, on port 13 of the census port in the state of... Drumroll. Sao Paulo. Yeah, one of those again. Great drums sorry. by me. Suitcases and passengers were being loaded into the Masilia ship, and the ship would make a brief stop in Rio, but then would travel across the ocean to France, Ooh. right? Some of the suitcases that the passengers had brought with them were being lifted into the deck of the ship by crane, and uh, one of the ropes actually break, and it all comes tumbling down on top of the ship. So, uh, one of them kind of cracks open a little bit and reveals that there's something that smells awful inside of the suitcase. Wink, wink. And uh, blood starts gushing out of the suitcase. Ba, ba, ba. Yeah. So, they bring it back to the port and the captain orders that it should be opened. Because you, you kind of need to know. I mean, they kind of thought it was like food or something. You know, and they noticed flies on suitcase, whatever. And they're like, all right, let's just open it. You know, see if there's meat or whatever. But inside they find the body of a young woman, barely recognizable, already decomposing. Yeah. The woman would quickly be identified as Maria Mercedes Fea, also known, known as Mariucha, an Italian immigrant that had just moved to Sao Paulo. So... Santos is like a <laughs> changing completely the subject, but not. Uh, Santos is like the place where most of the immigrants that went to Brazil uh, first arrived at. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. Yeah. So it's like Santos is sort of like Ellis Island. Yeah, Santos is the El- exactly like Ellis Island. Mm-hmm. So you're thinking of like a place that's like really really busy at all times. And this kind of stuff didn't used to happen, like, ever there. So you have, like, crowds uh, forming around this, and it becomes, like, an instant media sensation, like, this whole suitcase deal. And, I mean, it sucks, because not much is known about Mariucha and who the person is, you know what I mean, on the suitcase. But, uh, as you guys are going to see, the whole case kind of gets resolved in less than a day. So it's really fast. But, I mean, that's good in a way. We're going to get to it. I don't want to get ahead of myself. So as I said, not much is known about Mariucha, only that she was born in Canelli, Italy, and her mom moved to Argentina in the early 20s. In December 1926, when she was 21, she was on the way to Buenos Aires to visit her mom when she met Giuseppe Pistoni, a 31-year-old Italian immigrant who lived in Argentina at the time. He had been in Argentina for like three years at the time. And uh, he was on the way back from a trip uh, that he took to visit his family back home in Italy. She was on a different cl- different class on the ship. Like, in Titanic, when the uh, classes were separated on the ship. Yeah. So, he actually paid the difference to have her moved to the first class. Oh. To be able... No. Oh. Don't do okay. that. Okay. Yeah. So, he was like... Okay, so he was like that guy. Oh my god, what was his name on Titanic? I should know this. I've seen Titanic 173 times. <laughs> Hold on. There you go, yeah. Hold on. I'm I'm so sorry, but I need to... Re- I, I remember the freaking actor's uh-huh. face. Me too. But uh, Oh yeah, but he was not. like Hockley. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I got the, <laughs> that was very so difficult she, for me. So he, <laughs> so he moves her, uh, to the upper class and they spend the whole two weeks of the trip together and they fall in love and all that jazz they have tons of stuff in common like they were born in the same city and they're like oh my god i cannot believe did they both like cannoli Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) who doesn't who doesn't i don't like cannoli so jokes on you are you kidding yeah <laughs> and i love uh italian food and i'm always going to the north end which is the place to get italian food here in boston but i fucking hate cannolis so there's that so uh, when the trip finally arrives in buenos aires they part ways you cannot be sad about this because they cannot be together or whatever because you know we don't tell love stories on the podcast this is not a happy story okay so, Mariucha meets her mom and stays in Buenos Aires. But Giuseppe goes to Mar del Plata, Argentina again, uh, where he is arrested for larceny. Oh, there we go. Oh. We're getting into the spirit here. Mm-hmm. Real slowly, but we are. So, uh, you know, a year or two later when he's released, obviously, the first thing he does is to look for Mariucha. They start dating and they get married in no time, even though her family did not like him. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, they severely warn her against marrying him. And I mean, another time to reiterate that if your family has something really against a person, maybe listen to them and see if they're coming from the right place. You know what I mean? Most of the time, this guy they was are. just arrested for especially larceny. your mom, because moms have that yeah. like mother instinct, and they know mm-hmm. when shit's about to go down. So, so they go on a honeymoon trip to Italy, another two weeks on the ship, and when they get back to Argentina, Mariucha is already pregnant. So shortly after, they decide that they should move to Brazil. Of Why? course, right? Because Giuseppe probably cannot stand to live close to her family since they hate him. And he has no crime record in Brazil. He has one in Argentina. This is not in any of the articles. It's just one of my hypotheses as to why they moved to Brazil if they have like a family and stuff in Argentina. Plus, Brazil is a way cooler country than Argentina. And that's the final truth. (laughs) Except that Argentina is cooler because Brazil is a hellish fucking nightmare of a summertime country and Argentina is not carol i said that was the final truth so there's that (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) the final truth yes all right nothing but the truth exactly okay (laughs) so they arrived in sao paulo in august of 1928 why why was about i was about to say 2008 (laughs) 1928 2008. doesn't even look like longest trip okay um i swear i'm not on drugs but um, no, Giuseppe had distant relatives that lived in Sao Paulo already, and he connected with them for some quote unquote business opportunities, if you know what I mean, aka mm-hmm. scam opportunities. His cousin Francesco wanted him to. I I love how all of the names are like so stereotypically Italian. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I swear I didn't make the story up or everything actually happened. So his cousin Francesco wanted him to invest in his wine and salami shop and co-own it with him. He didn't have enough money. Wine and salami. (laughs) Again, a very... It's like... (laughs) It sounds like made up, but we swear this is like facts. Okay, guys. All they sell is wine and salami. (laughs) My mom would like that story. (laughs) 
Um, Amazing. <laughs> and co-own it with him. Uh, so he didn't have enough money to do that. So he naturally said that he would be getting money from his father's heirloom pretty soon. Heirloom, heirloom, whatever. He, he was inheriting heirloom. money. And since it was a lot of money, everything would be all set. But for the meantime, here's some breadcrumbs because, you know, got to keep mm-hmm. the guy busy. He gives yeah. his cousin all the money that he basically had until he gets the rest of the money. In return, the cousin gives, gives him a job. He did mm-hmm. actually contact his mom asking for a portion of the inheritance. And she said, no way, Jose. Ooh, if his mom is saying no way, Jose maybe Mm -hmm. because he already had his share and lived off of it for years in argentina he kept the scam going however saying that he would get the money anytime now francesco didn't really fall for it though after a month or so he cracked down on giuseppe he told him that his mom sent him a telegram oh my god that's so funny my mom had Mm -hmm. like an old box full of old telegrams anyway no one asked me um (laughs) and that the inheritance is almost there but you know how these things are it takes time especially in the 1920s to get money from one country Mm -hmm. to another like there was no western well there probably was western union but it wasn't as fast as today um Mm -hmm. the cousin's not convinced and he goes to mariucha to ask if she knew anything about it she lies to cover for giuseppe saying that she had seen the telegram but they had thrown it away Mariucha then writes a letter to her mother-in-law saying that she had recently found out about some of Giuseppe's wrongdoings. She writes that she wasn't used to lying and that she didn't really know what to do or what to expect. She never got to send a letter, though. She Mm -hmm. also goes to the cousin and confesses that she lied. Giuseppe flipped his shit and got mad as fuck. It's not really clear how he actually killed Mariucha. He either strangled her or smothered her with a pillow. Carol thinks that she was smothered. Why is that, Carol? Mm-hmm. You're going to see. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, b- both valid um, hypotheses, and we're never going to know, I guess. But, you know, you guys, you know, take your own conclusions, right? So he kept the body in the apartment for three whole days. He even sleeps right next to her in bed. Part of the reason why I think she was murdered, because she was in bed with him the whole time. So after having some serious nightmares, he decides that he has to dispose of the body. He buys a suitcase and rope and starts to execute his plan. However, she doesn't fit in the suitcase. So he breaks her neck and splits her knees open with a blade so she could fit in the suitcase. He cleans the blade with a page of one of her prayer books and throws it in a suitcase with 15 pairs of socks, two pillows, two nightgowns, two skirts, two skirts with petticoats, and a hat. And tons of, like, paper and stuff on it, too. So so it was a heavy cell suitcase, basically. Uh, Mariucha was six months pregnant, remember? And some people say that the fetus was expelled in the suitcase, and they count the baby as one of the contents. But uh, one of the cemetery workers that actually worked with burying Mariucha says that it happened on the cemetery while she was waiting to be buried. It was a baby girl. So I tainted my Google history with coughing birds, right? And I don't know. I kind of believe in the cemetery guy. 
because I mean coffin births are really rare and there's not much study done about them. But uh, well, what's known is that they happen uh, when the the um, body bloats. You know what I mean? And that takes a few days to happen. So Maducha in the suitcase, she was already pretty like de- decomposed. You know, so it could be that it happened in the suitcase. But given that she was kept for three days, and then a whole day goes by, that's four days. When really, the bloating happens from two to five days. You know what I mean? Given that she was pretty small, and she had probably never had kids before, I think that it would take a little more for the fetus to expel. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it was like on the fifth day. So that would be when she was awaiting to be buried in the cemetery. But it could be that it was one of the contents of the suitcase then. Still could be. And also, what we know about coughing births is that uh, they rarely happen with women that uh, had never ca- had kids before. So that's a cool hypothesis, like that she already had a child that she probably had to leave in Italy or Argentina or anything that we don't know about because we don't know hardly anything about her yeah no and especially like back then um well there was no real birth control and also it was pretty like i don't want to say common but like women gave birth as young like single women and they would give Mm -hmm. the kid away that way um they wouldn't scare off any potential suitors so could have happened we'll never know yeah so after he puts her in a suitcase, he goes to the Luz train station in Sao Paulo and stays up all night long sitting on top of the suitcase in one of the lobbies. That is very creepy on itself. Yes. Right? Yeah. He leaves on one of the first trains to Santos. When he gets there, he gives the suitcase to three Romanians saying that he has to say goodbye to a friend and he's late for something and whatever. So just dispatch the suitcase for me. And he pays them like a small amount of money. And, you know, they they board the suitcase onto the ship Mm -hmm. for him. So we know what happens next. You know, everything falls down. But uh, what's surprising, though, is that Giuseppe actually sticks around to see the ship set sail. So he sees everything happening. He sees the thing falling down. And as soon as the fucking thing hits the floor, the fucking suitcase hits the floor, uh, he's, like, still around. They take a picture of the suitcase as, like, they're about to open it. And who do you see in the crowd in the picture? Him. I'm not kidding. You can see him in the crowd. What a fucking cycle. Oh, ah, uh, guys, so we're gonna post. I think, I think uh, this is the probably the first uh, crime scene that I saw pictures of online when I started researching like murders and stuff when I was like fifteen, and it's pretty. It's not as gruesome as like you know Jeffrey Dahmer or whatever because you can't really. It's not like you know colored and it's kind of like removed from my reality because it's so back in the past. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But we're going to post all the pictures. We're going to censor faces and stuff. And you guys are going to... I mean, we're going to talk about these pictures uh, a little bit, like, further in the podcast. But seeing, like, his face in the fucking crowd, just, like, looking at the camera, like, yeah, my murder kind of thing. It's... No, it's bone chilling, almost. That's crazy. You know what I mean? It's fucking awful. Yeah. It, it it's crazy because like 
what kind of like he it's like a mm-hmm. really like cold murder to just stick around so clearly he had no remorse because yeah. he was just like watching yeah. to make sure that like the suitcase would get dispatched like i don't know mm-hmm. people man and what's interesting about this case too is that uh people say that if he uh had like just put the suitcase anywhere else like if he just like threw it like in the middle of woods or something mm-hmm. they would probably never found out that he was that was him they probably would have never found out who the person inside of the suitcase was yeah and then if like but because he had this awful plan of shipping her to france like of course they found and out. i also feel like if the rope had never broken because it takes like quite a while for a ship in the 1920s to go from brazil to france so by the time they actually found the suitcase they wouldn't really know what the fuck was happening yeah i mean i think it would have taken longer the investigation but i think they would still have found out you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but anyways he of course ran away but fear not he would get caught less than a day later the suitcase was traced to two romanian passengers on the ship who were interrogated as suspects for romanian people they didn't know anything uh They then revealed that the suitcase wasn't really theirs, that they had dispatched it for someone else. An Italian-looking guy. What would be an Italian-looking guy? That's a little... Anyway, they find a label. I mean, (laughs) I think it's because there are so many Italian people in Sao Paulo that, you know... Yeah. Like, when you see a Brazilian here, you're like, you bet an eye on them. They don't open their mouths, and you point at them, you're like, yeah, you're Brazilian. You know what I mean? Like, you can spot... And also, back then, um, like italian people were actually italian it's not like Mm -hmm. brazilian people who have an italian last name but they have a black grandma but they don't want to tell people so they just pretend that they're italian anyway Mm -hmm. yeah and then they have a whole black family they don't know about exactly they only find out when everyone's dead and they're like what like what happened to me anyway but they're italian carol because their last name sounds italian so that's all that counts anyway they (laughs) find a label that indicates that the suitcase was moved to Santos by train. Then it was moved to the port on a semi. The driver says that the man was always by the suitcase, even though it smelled horrible and it had flies all over it. Gross. They then talked to some of the bag handlers who told them that the man had slept at the Roma hotel the night he got to Santos. On the guest book of the hotel, they find the name, what a fucking moron, Giuseppe Russo. <laughs> that is a kind of dead end since it's a fake name. Uh, but on the next day, the 8th, the media goes absolute ape shit. They have a whole thing on the newspapers with various pages reporting the story mm-hmm. and everybody's talking about it. A bag salesman recognizes that it was one of his bags that he had just sold to an Italian man and goes to police. He gives them the man's address. So they follow the address that the bag salesman had given them. And there they talked to the owners of the apartment building that, you know, the apartment was at. And they found out that on that apartment, there used to live an Italian couple that had, quote, moved out just the day before. Hmm. They also find out that his name is not Giuseppe Husso. His name is Giuseppe Pistoni. The landlady says that she didn't see Mariucci moving out, just Giuseppe in the suitcase. Hmm. 
So she also says that the day when it all allegedly happened, on the 4th, she had been in the apartment at around lunchtime to be with Mariucha while a window was being repaired. She says that she stayed in bed uh, the whole time. Just She was embroidering like a handkerchief or something for the baby. So Giuseppe arrived a little bit after she left, and she could hear that they were having an argument. Uh, she noticed that Mariucha was very upset. She could only hear uh, Mariucha screaming, basically. She could barely hear what Giuseppe was saying. He was like in a monotone, like low voice. You know what I mean? Until they heard a bang and nothing else. Ooh. Yeah. And they all went quiet. She she wanted to go check on them, but her husband said to live and be. To just, they'll figure it out. Yeah, there you go. Uh, old. If you guys didn't listen to our uh, Elisa Samuju case episode, go listen to it to see what that Brazilian phrase we just said means. Yep. So, yep. So he was arrested in a hotel in Sao Paulo after uh, the wife of a friend revealed his location. Again, snitches don't get stitches. Snitches just help investigations and help everybody get closure because we need that kind of thing. So this is a pro-snitch podcast. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I'm not snitching on anybody. Okay. So the first version of events that uh, Giuseppe gives to the police is that they were fighting and she died out of the blue. She just started talking and then she just like died. That sounds very plausible. Yeah, we can buy that, right? Mm-hmm. So after the autopsy comes around, though, and shows that she clearly was murdered and there's no question about it, he changes his story, surprise, surprise, and says that uh, he was coming back from work on the 4th and he saw that there was a man coming out of the apartment. And when he walked in, he saw Mariucha almost naked on the bed. Sure, another lie, right? Because they tracked down the man that he said was the uh, lover. And it was like someone that barely knew the couple. That He only knew Giuseppe. He worked in like a suit shop that he had bought some shoots, suits from. And like, he was like, what? What? You know what I mean? Great history so. building schools for, for uh, stories for this <laughs> guy. Like, oh my God. I know, right? So uh, Giuseppe then finally comes clean and tells the truth that he killed Mariuccia, because she refused to be an accomplice of his on his lies and his scams and everything else. Hmm. Bistoni went on trial three years later, and he was convicted uh, and sentenced to 31 years in jail. He served 16 years in a prison in, and in an agricultural jailhouse in Sao Paulo. He was let out in 1944. He then mm. married a cleaning lady. Oh, he met in prison um, in 1949 and became the caretaker of a building in Sao Paulo. He died on June 28, 1958, because of heart problems. Under his pillow, they find a picture of his wedding with Mariucha. Ooh, so maybe she was haunting him. Fucking... No, this pisses me off, dude. It's like he killed her, and after all these years, it's 30 years later, he's still sleeping with a picture of her under his pillow. he was haunted. So, probably starting in the early uh-huh. 70s, people became devout follow- followers of Mariucha, who became a popular saint, with hundreds, if not thousands, of people visiting her graveside at the Philosophia Cemetery every year to do their 
quote-unquote promises and thank her for the graces they received of course brazilian people will do this um i said quote-unquote promises but not in like a cynical kind of way but just i don't know how to translate that to english like uh, i'm not catholic so it's like things that you I mean, like you promise to yeah. the saint that you're gonna do something like mm-hmm. hey saint saint carol if you grant made this grace then i will walk barefoot to new york city that's that's mm-hmm. the type of thing yeah then they go it's usually like you know i'm gonna uh, you know, give you flowers or stop eating chocolate. Yeah. I recently did a promise. I'm not going to talk about this in the podcast, but I'm an atheist, so it's really weird to do stuff like that. But I was so desperate that I did one for, I don't know what saint. I just, Saint Stephanie, I promised Steph I would do something and I'm going to do it someday. Oh, I know what it is. Okay. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I, I, prom- I did a promise to Steph. So yeah, I, you guys going to know about it when I do it, but. Anyways, I'm going to stop talking about it because it's not vague book here. The people who are devout to her say that she grants all kinds of miracles, including health, relationships, house ownership. She will even help you get into college. A small chapel Mm -hmm. was built at the gravesite back in the 80s, where to to this day, young women um, hang their wedding veils and dresses to ask for a happy marriage, which... uh, it's very silly because she didn't have a happy marriage, but okay, whatever. I'm not judging. Yeah, but I mean, I think this is probably the nicest part of this whole like promises thing because the dresses are actually like available to the public. So if you're getting married and you cannot afford a dress, you can go dress shop at the gravesite. Basically, I don't think that I was, would that, want. Oh, to. that's awful. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah, no, but it's not like you know a dress somebody died on. It's a dress. It's like buying a sec. It's like getting a donation basically. You know what I mean? I think I'm gonna pass. Well, it's not a bad thing if you cannot afford a dress. You know what I mean? Then like, just you get don't really nice. just wear jeans. That's okay. <laughs> you don't have to succumb to society's pressures yeah. of you That's wearing true. a freaking white dress. So every year on the anniversary of her death, a local church in Santos do- does a special mass service to celebrate her life and her miracles. At times, mm-hmm. especially on the day of the dead, the day of the dead, which is on the same day of the is Dia it? de los Muertos, but I don't think it's... Is it the same day, Dia de los Muertos? Oh, I thought that that was... I'm talking about finados. Is it... Oh, finados. Um, I don't think so. Let me see. Finados. Finados is in March, uh, I think. November 2nd. Why did I think it was in March? All Souls Day. Hmm? That's the name. It's not Dia de los Muertos. It's All Souls Day. Okay, so let me go back. So, um... At times. No, I'm going to leave this on. Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave it on. Do you think I'm going to edit this podcast at all? Yeah, Dia de los Muertos is... Uh, it ends in November 2nd. Okay, so I'm So it gonna, is basically the no, same it's, thing. It starts... No, it starts Thursday. No, it starts October 31st. But it's different. It's a different thing. It ends... Google's telling me that it ends November 2nd. Yeah, but that's not the same. Because finados is one day. It's not multiple days. I know, but I'm saying that it's like at the, around the same time. No, I don't, know. don't be culturally okay. appropriating. I'm gonna restart I'm this. Not culture, no, I'm not. I'm not saying it is the other I'm saying I'm it is restarting this. So if you heard anything that I said I'm not before, editing, just sort of pettiness. Uh, Kara's a dumbass. So <laughs> <laughs> at times, especially on uh, the All Souls Day, which. Mm-hmm. happens to also fall on the last day of the Dia de los Muertos, but it's not the same thing. There were so many flowers okay. and candles 
at the graveside that the fire department had to be on standby in case that there was a fire. So that's how much people mm-hmm. like her. Yeah. Yeah. You see, like, it's almost like a river of, like, flowers and candles around there, the gravesite. The, her grave is so popular on the cemetery that you actually, like, walk in and there's, like, signs pointing at where the grave is. Because there's, like, hundreds of gravesites like on the cemetery, right? Mm-hmm. You can follow the signs to her uh, gravestone, which is pretty cool, right? But, you know, I don't know. So the actual suitcase that she was found in uh, is on display at the crime museum in Sao Paulo, together with uh, evidence from the crime scene, like a page from the pair book that he used to clean the blade, a piece of Mariucha's hair, and her nightgown. Also, inside the suitcase, there's a model of what she looked like when she was inside the suitcase. Why would anybody want to see that? It's, Steph, it's absolutely terrifying. I don't even want to Google that. I'm not Googling. Yeah, I mean... Don't Google it, Fucking people. awful. Don't. We're going to post it on our Instagram, okay? I'm not posting that. You can post it. <laughs> I'm, I have nothing to no. do with this. Nope. No, we'll post it, but we'll nest it. No. Yeah, but it's... I mean, it's not... Uh, you you gotta see it it's not like it's a bloody mess you know what i mean no but it's like, still it's just like a brown figure broken into like no yeah no it's we're, we'll censor the face the face is what bothers the most but yeah, yeah. The the, they actually had, I, I only want to i want to see the censored version i don't want to see anything before that okay i'll send you the censored version no it's pretty gruesome but uh, the, they had actually two models i think done for the suitcase and the first one, the older one, is like less realistic, and it happen. It's somehow more terrifying than the more realistic one. You know what I mean? Because the face, they just did like a blank Stop expression. It. I don't oh know. Oh my god, I hate it. you! Oh my god, awful, Stop. fucking awful. But uh, you can go and see it if you're in São Paulo. I think I will go look at it uh, next time I'm in the city. Might be soon. Don't invite hint, me. Hint, hint. No, I definitely go though because they have tons of like memorabilia. How do you say that? Memorabilia. Memorabilia. From, uh, yeah, tons of cases that we have actually covered. So I want to go not only for me, but for you guys too. I want to do like take some pictures and see. Maybe, I don't know. I, it seems really a really cool place. I just saw something on a local group. Let me, um, I think they, they're building like a museum of death in Boston. Yeah. So that's a good field trip for us, Carol. Yeah, great field trip. Yeah, museum. I've never of been death. to anything like that, but yeah, they have like death masks from serial killers and stuff in there. And I mean, I would I want to go because I spent so much time researching this case, you guys. Like throughout the years, I know everything about it. Like I I read I wrote this outline basically from memory because I was kind of obsessed with this case. I think it was one of the first ones. That kind of made me have an interest in Latin American uh, true crime. I think we talked about that when we first started, like on the first episode of cases that actually brought our interest. Mm-hmm. And I think this was the one for me. I think for you, it was this one and another one that we're gonna cover in the future that I want to talk about. I don't want to talk about. Is it your big special case? Something to do with a no, not the big special case um not so yet. um i think mine was definitely number one was um the park maniac and then after that it it's not mm-hmm. really a true crime but like i've already 
talked about this here also but uh something that made me like Mm -hmm. the first um crime scenes that i saw were the plane crash with mamonas so after that it was like i crossed the line and i can never go back (laughs) and like (laughs) yeah no, my line was the pictures from the no, fucking port. That, that was like my uh, line. I crossed it. And the thing is, uh, my computer caught so many viruses because <laughs> it was like back in the day. <laughs> and it was a bunch of like sketchy blogs <laughs> that'd be like, oh, yeah, murders and blah, blah, blah. Then you click on it and <laughs> next thing you know, there's a fucking Trojan horse in your computer. Yeah, that was me. Anyways, anyways, anyways. That was the suitcase murder. Did you guys buy Carol a birthday present like I told you to? Oh, my God, guys. I got so many boxes. I'm so thankful. It was all empty, though, so Um. I don't know what happened. But thank you for the boxes, I guess. There's nobody laughing at my joke right now. like that episode of SpongeBob? What do you give the... There's an episode of SpongeBob where someone gets an empty box. I don't know. Dude, I don't remember. I watched like hours of SpongeBob and I don't remember any. That says a lot about you. Basically. (laughs) Maybe you're a goldfish, Carol. Because, I mean, (laughs) maybe you're Dory. (gasps) Maybe. I just like. (laughs) Maybe. No, I remember some stuff that like I. It's way too much for me to remember, but like some other things I, I just don't. Like, there's some stuff that I watched. Like, as a kid, that for years, I kind of believed it was all, like, a hallucination of my head because I couldn't find anything about it. And I never, like, saw yeah. anyone talking about those cartoons. And then I find it on the internet. And I'm like, wow, I guess I'm not crazy after all. This thing does exist, yeah, you know? Yeah, no. There, I have, I definitely have, like, memories that I'm like, did that happen or was that a dream? Most of the times, it was a dream. <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. I'll ask my mom. She'll be like, what the fuck are yeah. you talking about? And I'm like, oh, I guess not. <laughs> I guess that was a dream that I had. Like, my oldest memory. Mm-hmm. I can still remember my oldest, my old, like, the first memory of being alive that I have is my mom telling me a story. And then she she used to tell me, oh, now you imagine the little sheep jumping on the fence so okay there goes one little sheep then Mm -hmm. two because that's supposed to make you sleepy or whatever and we had like very 90s curtains Mm -hmm. in our bedroom well i say our because i used to sleep with my parents until i was nine so (laughs) Mm -hmm. so it was very 90s like (laughs) beige curtains with like random pine trees and i would just like imagine the sheep jumping mm-hmm. over the pine trees and i must have been like chew and i was like <laughs> tripping out as my mom was telling me this mm-hmm. yeah then i'd be like tripping because <laughs> of the fucking <laughs> like two seconds later <laughs> dead asleep <gasps> what's your oldest memory that you can remember i think my dude i don't really remember my oldest memory that's what's fucked up about it like i don't i remember tons of stuff like really old memories but i can i cannot mm-hmm. place them in the timeline you know what i mean i remember uh waking up one morning and there was one of my friends uh, one of my mom's friends like in the apartment and i walked out of my room and i kind of hid behind a bookcase 
and I thought I was hiding, <laughs> but I wasn't. It was obvious that it was there, kind of thing. I think I was like about two years old too, and then, but like my in my mind, I was you know hiding in plain sight. I was the best person hiding, but I think they found out that I was there or something. But I'll never admit that they actually found me out. You know, it was obviously the best in hiding. I think that's my oldest one. I mean, I as of now like this moment i am like transferring um like physical tapes mm -hmm. like vhs tapes to digital like i'm not looking at it right now but it's like in the other room it's you no know, bash transferring a bunch of, i have like oh my 50 God. tapes i need to transfer i think i have like two tapes from when i was little two or three when we moved here we brought like a whole bag filled with that kind of stuff so yeah with tons so yeah it's been long enough all right, I should have done that 10 years ago. But so everything's like kind of mixing my mind right now. Like what's a real, what's tape that yeah. I saw today and yesterday. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's pretty, so the only pretty old reason why I know this cool. is my oldest memory is because I know for a fact that this, like this whole storytelling thing happened before. I have a scar. You can't really see it. It's, is it on this? It's on one of my mm -hmm. brows because my, um, my siblings were paying were paying were playing catch on top of the roof of the house and i really wanted to play with them <laughs> but i was chill and i remembered that i didn't have the scar before mm -hmm. um the memory so i fell off the roof and i split mm -hmm. my my side brow thing open yeah so that's why i know mm -hmm. but it's funny that you said about um hide and seek my nephew He's two, mm -hmm. and he's just learning how to play things. So he, like, makes my mom and my sister play hide-and-seek with him all the time. So when it's his turn to hide, mm -hmm. what he does is he goes up to the couch, and he, like, puts his face, like, face down on a on a pillow. And he's like, oh, they can't find <laughs> me. Then my mom has to be like, oh, my God, I wonder where he is. And he's literally like, it's because he can't see you. No. So he thinks you can't see him. Uh -huh. And it's so funny. He just puts a pillow up on oh, his face. I'm man. like, oh, my God. Then he'll count one, two, three. No. Here you go. <laughs> he only counts you three. He knows how to count further, but he doesn't have the patience to wait. So you better hide by the time he gets you three. So it's funny kids are funny i remember that when i was little i used to hide it in like the bathtub mm -hmm. that my parents had in their room and i would just like lay in the tub and think yeah. that nobody would see me exactly but you literally like, walk in and so you can stupid. see that there is someone laying on the tub like a fucking kids idiot so dumb yeah um, oh my god it reminds me of something that i did i i want to apologize to my mom I, you know when you like play dead to see yeah. if your dog will react to it. Oh my god! I did that to my mom. She left me. She left me in her bathroom while I was taking a bath. You know, and I just laid there like pretending I was dead and waited for like five minutes for her to show up to see what would happen. Like how would my mom react if I was dead? Kind of thing. You see, I, I yeah, and it was uh, I. I regret it. You know, it was not cool. But I doubt that she remembers it today, but I still feel kind of bad. I should not have done that. Guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Yes. Very old-timey. Old-timey from a year ago, Suspiria. 
when did we start doing this is this we need to like look out for our fucking year i don't think we i think we started in may or june or something like that let me see let me see let me check i don't know i don't remember but yeah can you guys believe we're like in the 32nd episode already oh let's talk about that if you have a good eye for this kind of thing, you notice that we are not numbering our episodes. And that the numbers just vanished yes. mysteriously from our podcast. Yes. What happened, you ask? Well, Apple happened. Yeah, if, if you're not in the podcast world, you might not know. But uh, they kind of threatened to ban everyone that used numbers in the uh in their which is stupid because that's exactly and, how I keep track of the yeah. fucking podcast that I'm listening to. I know, right? How are you supposed to keep it organized? And then they send another email d- a day later after out, everybody, yeah. you know, was pissed about it. And they're like, well, we're not going to ban anyone. But I don't want, I don't know. I don't want to mess with Apple's um, requirements. I don't know. I don't want to make sure that they're mad at me yeah. by keeping numbers. You know what I mean? So we're just waiting and see what happens. We might put the numbers back mm-hmm. if nothing happens to anyone. But we're just laying low for now. What was I checking on my when phone that I picked start up? The, I found it actually before oh, you. Ha ha, jokes on you. May 30th. Damn it. I could have said it. I found it before you. Damn it. Well, you were too slow. Anyways, I got mm. all the glory. The yeah. nerve. So yeah, May 30th. May 30th. May 30th. So you guys look out for our anniversary episode that nothing special is probably going to happen except for uh, claps. Probably. I mean, Applause. you can always send us gifts for our birthdays and our anniversaries and children's <laughs> days. Always. Yeah, children's mm-hmm. day for sure. All Souls Day, maybe too, because we're all dead inside. Yes. So you could do that, yes. definitely. Uh, let's move on to the next segment on this podcast. Anyways, yeah. shout outs. So first of all, Kaylin, Linda, Eric, Kelly, and Sheila, who all interacted with us or followed us in some way, shape, or form this week, last week on social media. And if you do that, you earn yourself a little shout-out on this shout podcast. Out. So you guys can do that. Yeah. If you're wondering how can you get me to maybe grossly mispronounce your name on this podcast, there's how you do it. That is how you do it. Yeah. That is how you do it. We didn't sing a song in the beginning of this podcast. Now I'm feeling kind of empty. We just chit-chatted. Mm. Yeah, I should have prepared a song. I can't think of a song that we could sing. I'm thinking about the song Last Resort by Papa Roach, but that doesn't really go with this. Mm -mm. Um, Mm -mm. No, I can't think of any songs. Me neither, dude. Yeah, just gonna. That's gonna be it, guys. Yeah, probably just gonna okay. end this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. All right. Thank you for so. listening. Yeah. And thank you. And we guys. will see you on the next episode. Hopefully, I hope you guys have a good end of the world. Yep. Me too. Yeah. Ciao. Ciao. Thank you for listening to another episode of Suspiria, a true crime podcast. If you are a creep and enjoy listening to all of that horrible information, please check out our previous episodes and write us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And also follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Suspiria Podcast. 
Facebook is also Suspiria Podcast. If you want to follow Carol, you can follow her at Suspiria Carol. And you can follow me at eu.steph. Note, none of us post anything interesting. We do, actually. If you have any case suggestions, feel free to drop them over at SuspiriaPodcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to be part of this podcast, you can also email us. We promise we won't bite. Ciao! Suspiria.